This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We're doing, gents? Back. Series nine. Series nine. It was more series than Game of Thrones. <laughs> Good fact. It's official. We've got more series. In fact, last series was probably more than Game of Thrones. I think they only had seven, didn't they? Blake, first episode of the series. Yeah. Yeah, by the way, lads. Finally hunted him down, the Scarlet Pimpernel. Yes. I think Hercule Poirot would have struggled to get him on quicker. <laughs> yeah. What a he's, player, though, man. Yeah. I mean, I, is, he, he spoke about his time at Donny, and you could tell he'd give up and, and what to put. You know, in them shooting drills that you do, Johnny, just at the edge of the box? Yeah. My God. Right that extra bit of something. Oh, unbelievable. Mm. unbelievable. You could just, but you could just tell it, he lost the love for it, but fuck me, some of them in training and that. Jesus Christ. See, I've never, I've never played, I've only, I've only ever played golf with him. i played golf with him, uh, but I've never obviously played with him. But just seeing from afar, uh, you could tell, I mean, I mean he, he always had this reputation of being a bit, a bit heavy, didn't he? He had that bit of a waddle when he ran, didn't he? Yeah, but uh, but he, uh, I can remember him having some ability. You know, when you play against him, it's great lad as well. A lot of love on Twitter as well from the fans, from fans yeah. of different clubs. Just like. pretty much every club, isn't it? Every we've had messages from every club, really. Because yeah. even he left like Burnley on bad terms the first time, and I'm sure he'll go into it. Still, all Burnley fans. You know, going on yeah. saying was and how much they, they still loved him. Do you think that just shows how fickle football fans are or not? Maybe, yeah. I think to a certain extent. I think it's uh, it's one of them where... <clears throat> if it, the thing is, it, it probably helped the fact that when he went back, they did really well. Yeah. If they'd have gone back and he had not gone so well, they might have been a scapegoat. Yeah, all that fucking... That Blake's that that Blake's fault. That Blake's fault. Yeah. Should we get him in then? Yes. Why not? Why not? We'll we'll just dial him in. Dial him in on the old. Uh... Oh, he's in the green room. He's in the green room. Oh, we've got uh, also we've got Brian Dean this on this week's Patreon. Oh yes, Patreon oh, yeah. on Thursday. Brian Dean coming up. Another cracker. Talk, talking of absolute heroes, by the way. The yeah. first, the first scorer, the, the scorer of the first ever Premier League. <coughs> excuse me, league goal. <laughs> <laughs> you can leave the burp in, mate. Don't worry about it. It just came from nowhere. Sorry. <laughs> they uh, just creep up. They creep up on you sometimes, don't they? They do. They do. Yeah. You know, Surprise! It's a bit like that one. Do you know, like when you when you went sweat to eat and there's a little bit stuck in your mouth and you're like, <clears throat> and that little bit of part of mick comes up, doesn't it? Oh, come like on. them sneezes. You know, when you're trying to have a serious conversation, you can feel a sneeze coming. 
Yeah, and you, oh, yeah. your nose is twitching in that. <laughs> I mean, uh, no, well, let's get Blakey in. He's he's eating all M and M's in green room. Let's just just go back. You're just on about sneezing. I, I once in a a, a a queue, you know, at airport, and I get and I get terrible, terrible air fever, and I've not took enough tablets on holiday. So my air fever's gone like through the roof the day we're travelling home. So I've, uh, I'm sitting in the queue and I felt, you know, when you feel the sneezes coming, and I've, I've held my nose and I've sneezed, and I, well, I'm minimum four or five. And on the fifth one, I've sneezed, but I've got that much snot in my hand, it's come through my fingers. Man. Right? And it's landed on the geezer in front's arm. Right? Oh! <laughs> we, weren't, we weren't two metre rule by then. We weren't social distancing, right? Mm. And it's landed on his arm. And he's looked round at me, right? And, and he, he went, who's taking the fuck? Are you taking the piss? I went, here, mate, have a look at the hand. I says, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing well, you know, fuck, it's all over your back and everything, pal. You're thanking us. <laughs> you, should, you should be thanking for me for my consideration. I could have just put a lot all over you. <laughs> It was like a scene from Ghost, Ghostbusters with Slimer. And it was just <laughs> all dirt. I said, mate, I'm really sorry, pal. I just fucking really can't help it. What do you expect me to do? But was, mate, but honestly, my hand, it looked, it looked as though I were like a, a 13-year-old, you know, like in his room on lockdown. Right, we better, we better get going, lads. A quiz starts in 15. We've had oh, all yeah, day to record on. this, and we've, we've waited till 7 o'clock. Yeah, that, uh, welcome, on, to se- welcome to season nine. Yes, enjoy. Robbie Blake, how are we doing? Good, good, very well. Are you? Yes. Bit more, bit more enthusiasm, Rob, please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you've been saying you're going to come on for about 12 months, mate. At least fucking put a bit of effort in once you do get on. At least look like you want to be here, yeah? Well, you know what? You know, the, worst, the worst thing was, I actually, been a bit green behind ease, I thought you actually just had like a, a studio or something, maybe in Leeds or somewhere. I didn't know you came down until you'd done oh, Glen Little. Yeah, oh, it's on the it's on the CV. We'll travel. We'll come yeah. to your kitchen if you want. We've been everywhere. <laughs> you can't swing Brownie's nose in there, let alone anything else. Oh, <laughs> he's gone. Gone for it. Not even a minute in. Nah, you're all right. Yeah, I'm good, mate. Good. Just getting a bit sick now, and it's too long, isn't it? Yeah, it's hopefully uh, not for much longer, mate. Yeah, it's it's got, you come out all the side with the drinking and all. You've had I've had enough for drinking. <laughs> Which I never thought I'd say it had happened, but I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm not even, not even asked anymore. Well, I say I'm not asked. I've cut down to two sessions a week. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it wasn't really drinking for me. It was normally stuffing um, betting slips down my mouth. That was the problem for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I mean, it's. Uh, are we allowed to play golf now? Then or what? As you said, we can play golf. Yeah. The golf. Hey, party! You still hitting it? Three hundred and fifty yards off the tee. Yeah, just of it the same as though, mate, in all yeah. different directions. I mean, and, then t- and then taking seven around the green. <laughs> <laughs> we, mate, we, the thing we, is, we, I'd be fine. I'd be fine social distancing up golf course. What, what part? What was the what was the um, course we played in York? Remember me, you and Cresy played. But it's Fulford. Fulford, mate. He hit this. He hit this first tee. Oh, fucking hell! <laughs> is this... he, oh, Pat, he's hitting about three hundred and fifty yards. I thought I've got me fucking work out here. 
Next minute he walks off with a knife. <laughs> I, said, I said, I said, I'll be all right. Don't worry about that. Johnny, you used to have an illegal one wood, didn't you? Or three wood? Uh, an illegal one? Illegal. That was the one in his trousers, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm sure it was illegal or summer. I don't know, mate. I don't know. Yeah, well, it, it must have been brownie, honestly, mate. I've never seen anybody. I mean, I've watched a couple of pros on the range and they weren't in as far as him, mate. I'm telling you. I'd take, I'd take 50 yard off for it straight every time, I'll be honest with you. Not very very We've had, um, obviously, we put the thing out again this morning and a lot of love. between the Darlington, Bradford, and Burnley fans, absolute hero, mate. Mm. A lot of love. But the only thing, Brownie, you didn't see it because when I came to, to play with you, mate, I had that many troubles. I was two and a half stone overweight. You probably didn't see that I was actually quite good. <laughs> I've seen you on the telly, man. You used to always yeah, score against us for Burnley, Preston. I know Preston, I think it's just one of them good teams, mate. It's just one of them teams. I don't know whether you used to get up for it a little bit more, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's you used to, it's all like the camaraderie and all the stick you get. It's brilliant, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I used, to, I, used to, I used to love getting pelters. I used to love it. Ah, did you play in that game when I scored that free kicking off the post? I think you were in the wall with Chappy, Richard Chatlow. Were you in the was wall? It at, was it at... Preston. It was at Deepdale, and I can remember. I remember putting it down because I was fuming because Coyley left me out in that game. I was fucking fuming, and he said I'm going to leave you on the bench and all that. And anyway, he brought me on after about sixty minutes. It was only five minutes after I'd come on, and it was quite far out. And I could hear Chappie saying, "Fucking, don't need a wall. Just let him shoot from there. He's got no chance." <laughs> it's not like Chappie to chirp up. Yeah, well, I, I played with Chappie, didn't I? But no, he was like, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Oh fuck, you know, it's gone in." <laughs> must have been some wall to get around and all if, if, I, if I were in it it was alright mate you were in the centre <laughs> Darlington yeah. how, how, how old were you when you got your debut in? well what happened was I was I was a Middlesbrough schoolboy at the time and uh, when they went into liquidation I can't remember it might have been 87 or 88 I think and they, they kept what they thought was their better players so they kept uh, I don't know if you can remember them Phil Stamp and people like that he, yeah. was, in my, he was in my age group and then they, obviously, they couldn't keep 10 or 15 young lads on there because obviously we try to concentrate getting the first team sorted. So we, I was surplus to requirements and he obviously, you had like Hartlepool, Darlington, the, the local teams close by. And then when I was 15, the scout, Barry Gilder, I just said to me, do you want to come to ours and have a trial? So I had a two-week trial. And then after that two-week trial, they offered me um, obviously a two-year YTS then. And I just thought, perfect. And then um, after the first year, I thought, fucking hell, I've made the wrong mistake here. I didn't play at all. Fucking my job was nets and pegs every week. Nets and pegs every week without fail. And then I, whatever happens, sometimes your body matures, doesn't it? Or you grow a little bit. And in the second year, YTS, I just could, I think I scored about 50 goals, you know, for, for, the, for, the, for the youth team. And then I made my debut when I was 17. It just, it was a massive, um, you know, learning for me but to play with men as, as early as that. Yeah. And as physically strong as that. And it's just, it took off from there. And, you know, you, as you're playing with that sort of level, you get physically stronger, don't you? And you get better. And, yeah. and then after that, I had that season and I came in the next season. And then I was gone just after Christmas. I think I was on about 15 goals at the start of the start. And then Division gone. four? Yeah, it'll have been Division three then, yeah. I think yeah. It was, it'll have been Division three, yeah. And um, that, it was like a Wednesday and I was, I was, I was at home and... Chris Kamara rang me. He said, oh, we've agreed a fee with um, Darlow, are you coming? Or do you just give me permission? It was like 
transfer deadline date. It was like the, the last day before the deadline. So, yeah, so that was it. But so will we then when... When Kamara rang? I was 19. And Cammy's managing the Bradford time, yeah? Cammy's, but the, 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 for me, part, yeah, I know we spoke about it briefly when I was on that time, you know, with the other lads and all that, but it was such like a, a great education and, and a, a sort of down-to-earth tools, I'll call them. You know, when you're going through the YTS system, because you had like so many boots to clean and you, the way you, you couldn't speak to the pros. And it was always, for me, we've, right now we've lost that... Um, the thrill of trying to get in that first team now. I think these lads who are in the, the uh, academies and these under 23, they think they've already made it. Where, you know, we were always trying to aspire to get in that team, even though it was Dalit. And you know what I mean? You'd look at the likes of Sean Gregan and people like that. Just the, and, and you wanted to be part of it. I think that's gone away from it now. And it was just always that I felt that was my great grounding to be, to play as long as I did and, and, yeah. and have, have the career I did because it was such a, like a, a down-to-earth footing for me, and I've always believed in that. I think, as we've said, we spoke about it many times, it, that's the problem with the game now, I think. Yeah. You've got, you've got to be careful what you say, Pat, because, you, you know what I mean? You, you, you know, birthdays and all that used to get absolutely hammered, Raljeks, the balls and everything, you know, whacked up, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, we, had, we had a YTS lad called David McGlynn who wouldn't tell anyone it was his birthday. So, obviously, the pros got wind of it. So, they, they brought him in the thing, he shaved his bollocks, put Raljeks, <laughs> Someone, I can't remember someone throwing feet beat up his ass, and, and they took the brush. They took the brush out of feetums. You've played a feetums, have you? Yeah, the, but the old, the old Darlow. Yeah, the old Darlow, mate. Yeah, yeah the brush, the, the, the sweeten brush had every fucking thing on the bristles that you've ever known about. And they put it, they put it through his through his arms and, and strapped him up and put him on the goalpost. And he said, "You're not moving." He said, "I've got to go training time." And he went, "No, you're not." So he was bollock naked on the Feetham's pole, like that. And then Brian Little, the, was the manager, came out. And he went, who's done that? And he said, oh, the pros is your birthday. He went, all right, no problem. See when we, <laughs> see when we, get, back, see when we get back from training. <laughs> but you imagine that now. You, I mean, you know, what people might say, that's too much. But I'm just, what I'm saying is, it was just, like you're saying, now and, you know, now and then, it's completely different. Do you remember, were you terrified at the time when it was going on? Petrified, mate. Like I say to you, I, you know, I had 20-odd boots to clean. Now, you, you, you're going to forget them sometimes. You might have your own things to do. You might be late, you know, might be doing something or you might get told to go to the office because the manager wants to see you. And I remember Peter Davenport absolutely gave me shit. And I must have, like, given a look like, you know, calm down. And I went in the, the own team and I got beat up. Beat up. <laughs> beat up. Beat up. By the players? By the players, mate. That was it. If, if, if you were cleaning the boots and they were wet for when the, the players started training, you were in the shit. You knew you as done. well. You were done, mate. You were done. But, you know, there wasn't, you know, they didn't, they didn't pick on you to a level of like, but you just knew your place, you know what I mean? You knew, you knew where you stood. And that's the big difference for me. The thing is, everyone was in the same boat as well, weren't they? It, it weren't yeah. just, everybody, got, everybody got this treatment, didn't they? Everyone got it, mate. Every, but I was always the fucking, whether I was just that type of character, I always the one who was, who got in the shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, we, had, we had Jerry Forrester who was like our YTS you know, coach and all that. And then obviously at five o'clock you come round and home team, corridors, and stands clean and all that. And I, I was on the, um, the boots. So I had to make sure the boot room was completely clean. We used to come round at five o'clock. So I said to Justin Feakston, yeah, listen, just fucking when Beanie comes in, I'm going to sit on that ledge with a big fucking bucket of water. So when, 
when Beanie's just about to walk in, just give it a cough and I'll fuck just top it over and say, have it, you cunt. <laughs> so, so anyway, he says, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, no problem, yeah. So anyway, I'm up there. I'm up there with a bucket. So he, he's obviously seen Jerry Forrest, our manager, come in, hasn't he? And he's gone, <coughs> and I've gone, fucking have that beanie, you cunt. Like, I sprayed, sprayed Jerry Forrest. I got, I got sent home for two weeks. <laughs> Over two weeks. Was it a said, UK manager? Yeah, he used to play for Southampton, right back. UK <laughs> manager. And yeah. I said, I said, oh, I said, Gaffer, it's not what you think. I've been stitched up. Yeah, well, you get home. <laughs> it's great crack from your pal, though, when it was great the car. Oh, it killed, oh, absolutely killed me, mate. Yeah. But I, <laughs> when, I, when I come back for two weeks, I was all, I was all over it because I thought, fuck, and you done me a kipper. You know what I mean? It's no problem. You got, you got to take it. You got, if you give enough foul, Brown, you got to take it. I mean, that's a problem. Yeah. Gregan, uh, Gregan gets a lot of air time on here. Greg's, Greg, Greg's a great lad, mate. He's, he's had like a few, you know, things, but he was a proper player, mate. But he, I remember I was at Leeds now with him, so I'd had my early days at Bradford with him. Yeah, sorry, Darlington. And uh, we're in a hotel in there, you know, um, the Duncan House near Blackburn. Yeah. We're in the Duncan house, right? Anyway, so I'm, I'm laid on the bed and he's laid on the bed next to me and he's got his legs up here. So like all of, almost over his shoulder, you know what I mean? For the size of him. And I'm thinking, oh, fucking hell, Greg, how have you got them legs over there? He said, well, there's a bit of a story to it. So what do you mean? He said, well, I'd imagine I'm the only footballer here that I went to see a doctor and he said, I've got women's hips. <laughs> I said, you what? He said, yeah, I've got women's hips. I said, what, do you think, do you think you're going to have a baby like? He went, I'm not too sure. <laughs> 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 I said, you, I said, you what? He said, yeah, I've got, I've got women's hips. <laughs> I said, that's why, I said, that's why you're that big then. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that, throughout my career, I've always been the same. It's whether it's in me, I just couldn't switch on to being as professional as I should have been, do you know what I mean? And then, um, anyway, it was like uh, New Year's Eve, and we were playing Carlisle away. And I said to Greg's, fuck it, I'm chance this game's on. Fucking born, born hard. Minus two, you've got no chance. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So we're in the fucking workman's club in Billingham, about 15 Carlin Premier deep. Anyway, we get back, we get back to the house, uh, fall asleep. Phone rings at nine o'clock. Where are you? Who's this? Is it Simon Shaw? Where are you? I'm picking you up in 10 minutes. I said, game's not on, is it? <laughs> he said, yeah. They've had a picture inspection in the past pit. So I'm, I'm in one bedroom and Greg's in the other. Ringing Jim Platt. Yeah, Gaffer, yeah, yeah. I've come down with a bad bug. Uh, I'm not going to be able to make it. <laughs> you said that? Yeah. You get in first? With a call? Yeah, I got him first. Eh? I could hear Greg's on the phone about two minutes later. <laughs> and, then the, in, and then in the programme, it was like, uh, yeah, Robbie Blake and Sean Greg had a mysterious bug, 24-hour bug for that game. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Things you do, do you know what I mean? You wouldn't even think about it. We played one game. We were playing, I think we were playing Doncaster. Remember the lad centre-forward, Gary Brabham, the animal? Yeah. Well, he was ragdolling Greg's everywhere, you know what I mean? He was ragdolling him. We're 2-0 down at half-time. He's coming, Jim Plass, giving the team talk. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm giving all that. And he went, Craig, are you all right? He went, 
Yeah, Gaffer, I'm all right. He said, good, because you're coming off. He <laughs> 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 strolled past him big, like a big giraffe. Fucking out of order. He didn't play after that. He said he's got he's, he's ragged all. Wait, no, he's not. He said, yeah, he, he, no, he's not. I've got the better of him. So he's fucking scored two goals. You're fucking coming off. <laughs> you wouldn't get you. You wouldn't have that now, though. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you couldn't have that confrontation now. Yeah. Spanishers <laughs> are all, almost like don't want to take a player off at half time because it makes them look like. It makes the play look like a dick if you get dragged at half time. Would well, you not think, though, Park, it's the type of manager you are? As in, if Stan was taking me off, I can accept it almost mm. because of, it's the level of respect and respect. what and what he's what he's trying to point at me or poke at me. Do you know what I mean? That's that's what I that's why I always think you separate the best. I would say like managers over others. That's that's because I might have a gripe on the Saturday till about half five, and then once I get him on the Monday, I'm right as rain looking forward to training. Whereas some other places, other players are loaded good for at least a month or even longer than that. Yeah, or there's some, the some players well, don't forget. The thing is as well, the manager will be the same. You'd expect it, it, once that's done. Yeah. After the game, he comes in Monday morning as well, and it'll be forgetting about. Or he might have a yeah. conversation with you. Or he'll pull you in. Yeah. And then before you know, you're laughing and joking about it. There's nothing worse than when it drags on and on and, and you have, he hasn't spoken to you till Thursday. No, isn't that, that's just pure down man management, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It goes on, though. The, yeah, of course. I, it still goes on. Well, it, it, it's probably even worse now with the players because of how much money they earn and how much, you know, they, they have more power now over managers. Mm. You know what I mean? When, when Stan was the manager, not going further on in my career, but when Stan was the manager, he ran everything. Do you know what I mean? He, he was even telling the groundsman what to do. Do you know what I mean? He <laughs> <laughs> sounds Dean Saunders-esque. Uh, it, frightening. But we, well, I mean, I'm pretty sure we'll get to that. But it, you know How were you then when you, when you walked in at Bradford at 19, 20-year-old, paying, paying a good fee for you? Yeah, well, I, I think for me, I always feel like it's... Uh, when I signed in the January, I signed with Chris, uh, Chris Wilder, actually. Both signed at the same time. And... Um, I always feel like it's, he did say to me, Cammy did say to me, listen, you've got three or four months to settle in. You know, don't, don't worry about this season, the main season's the season after. What league were they in, Blakes? They were in the championship. They just got promoted to the championship, Brownie. Right. Um, so we, we were sort of bottom eight at the time. Um, I'm glad to go down. You were always going to stay. Yeah, we, we, I think when he said to me, you, you, you've got this little bit of three or four months pass. We were, we were in a situation where we were all right, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I think it's all, I think every, everywhere you go, and you know, it's always a settling in period, isn't it? I always feel, because if you go in at January, the season's up and running. And I always feel like, you, you, for me, to click with your teammates, your players, and to have a system, you always need to probably have a pre season with yeah. a fully. Go for you it. Know, I was yeah. just one or two ways, me. Have you used to go in and hit the round, ground running or couldn't score for Toffee? Yeah, I was luckily as well though. Pre-season, you're going away with the lads, aren't you? You're getting the northern. Yeah, you're in before. the mix. You'd have a couple of nights out. And, it's harder, I mean? but also, that. also you've got maybe three or four other players coming in who are new to the system as well. Mm. So there's always that. But yeah, no, I mean it was great because the play. Obviously, for me, it was a, which I always felt I tried to do was I always looked at it and thinking these players are better players than what I've played with previous. 
So these are going to make me improve and get better. You know what I mean? We had Chris Waddle playing, mate. Chris Waddle would beat four players in the telephone box. He was that good, mate. Was, <laughs> and, and the ball wouldn't move. He was, <laughs> it, it, it was absolutely insane. Never checked see if he'd got women's zips, did you? Waddle might have had them at all. <laughs> well, he might have been the first one to play for England. <laughs> but, but oh, he was, it as well. Yeah, oh, mate, he was in, honestly, party, he was insane, mate. And the ball, he was just dropping the shoulder. And I was thinking, how, the, how are you doing that? Just mm. with a little drop and a little motion. But he, yeah, I mean, it was great. And then the, the next year, it was like, Cammy was like off it, you know what I mean? Cammy was off it. Like what, just getting too much? No, just a madman. Madman, Richard Lyberg, travel used to travel in from Nottingham every day. He got stuck in a massive crash on the M62, you know, before you come off it on the, is it the A606 for Bradford? Come up. Yeah. Got stuck in a massive traffic. And he, he said to Lives, I'm fucking fine, you two weeks' wages. And Lives went, No, you can't find me for that gaffer. I rang in at, I rang in at nine o'clock to tell you I'm stuck in traffic. I can't determine. Well, you should fucking live closer. And Lives went, Fuck off. <laughs> and he just he started sprinting after him and then he just fucking volleyed the ball off his head. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, it's a good job. He said, he said to Lives, it's a good job that it yeah. He said, because I knocked you out. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's, but that's why he struggles for me because Cammy, Cammy was great at certain things. Like you see him on TV, he's great and he's great yeah. company. But it, it was hard for him to get across that being a man manager side, which you would have thought he wouldn't struggle with. Yeah. He was, he, trying, he was being somebody he wasn't. That doesn't sound like that's him, that. He did a but little bit. He did, he did a little bit. But to be fair, then on the other hand, he, he sort of looked after me because I'd signed and uh, I was living on my own. Fuck it, you know what I'm like. On my own board and whatever. So I, we were playing Middlesbrough in the Premier League at home. And uh, I said to one of the lads, Chris, uh, Craig Midgley, he lives in, um, he's like one of the young lads who come through the system, lives in Australia now. I said, Midge. She was calling for some food. I said, oh, yeah, yeah. It's a Friday night. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Let's go, go and get a pizza and all that. So I, got, I always remember it. You know, them fold up pizzas of calzone. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I thought, fuck yeah. You know, I, saw, I was half like still young, but half a little bit nervous, you know what I mean? I thought, you know what, I'm going to have a fucking couple of glasses of wine just to ease the pain a bit. Yeah, I've got a bit of taste for it now, yeah. I said, yeah, yeah. I said, let's have some Bailey's with ice, eh? choice. So I'm on the Baileys, so I'm four, four deep on the Baileys. Anyway, I've come up the back of the bank in Bradford, you probably won't know it anyway. They're about 50. Just as I've come up the bank, coppers come out. So I've said to my mate, oh, fucking hell, what am I going to do now? He went, just pull over and just take it. I went, no, I'm going to try and lose them. <laughs> so I'm off down fucking cul de sacks a lot, mate. <laughs> I'm, I'm in, I'm in a bright orange tigra. <laughs> You couldn't write it, mate. Anyway, <laughs> I've gone down this cul-de-sac and I've pulled over. And I thought, my dad always used to say to me, listen, if you get pulled by the cop, it's good or bad. Always make a first impression, get out of the car. Oh, you know. So I tried to get out of the car and tripped over the seatbelt. <laughs> and it, was, it was a woman, she said, have you been drinking? I went, yeah. well, I said, I've had a couple of glasses of wine, yeah. But yeah, I can smell it from here. So I'll have to do you. Like, and I was, I was like 48. So I was in a cell till five o'clock in the, in the morning. We played Middlesbrough on the, on the Saturday. You play? I played, yeah. And um, we've come in there. And I, I said to the coppers, listen, what have you got? Can we just keep you quiet for a bit? You know what I mean? Fucking hell, we got in there. 
and it was all out by half one in the afternoon. So I'd played the game, come in, fucking Tammy slams, comes in, slamming the door. What have you done? What do you mean? Fuck, I've been done for drink driving. I said, oh, my family was up. I only had a couple of drinks. Was, you know, I wasn't that far over the limit. <laughs> he said, yeah, you, you find young, you, you, he said, you find two weeks away on the transfer list. But he it. still played you? Still played. He didn't know, did he? Oh, so it was after He didn't, he didn't know at the time, but then he kept me in the squad. And then he said, I was never going to sell you. He said, I'll just give you the two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks wages and just put... Expensive, just, expensive calzone in that one, weren't it? The, wor- the worst thing is, Paul Jules and Paul Jules was the assistant. And I, he, he sort of bought, he bought the family one. So he wasn't that bad, if you know what I mean. Mm. And then when Paul Jill rang my mum and said, uh, oh, I'm so sorry about Robbie, you know, going out for a movie last night. She went, you are? Oh. <laughs> oh. Imagine, she went, I wasn't even, I wasn't even, Robbie, I wasn't even at the game. Oh, mum. She went, I wasn't even at the game, so. So I got a double whammy off her. I got a frying pan over the head from her when I went back to butter. I know Jeffrey Richmond, I think when he took over, he said, I'm going to get this club promoted to the Premier League in five years. That's why he, he signed did, me, Brownie. He did it in four, didn't he? Was he a bit, yeah. was he a nutcase? I remember, oh, I remember him. Absolutely had the ball, mate. Absolutely had the ball. And then the, 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 he wasn't so bad that year we were doing well because he was just in the background. You know what I mean? Because everything was going well and smooth and the lads weren't on massive door. You know what I mean, Bartley? They were on good door, but yeah. we weren't on massive door. So it wasn't a case of, well, hang on, I'm paying him 15 grand a week. You know, he's not doing it. It was, we were all right, but it was, it was the year after we got promoted. He started bringing Carboni and all them people in. Now, Benny was, Benny was an exception because he was an exceptional player. He was an exceptional lad. And he was absolutely impe- an impeccable pro, you know what I mean? So we used to train in, um, I don't know where you know, in North Leeds called Adele. Adel. Adel, is it Adel? Somewhere yeah. just, out, just outside near the airport. And he used to get Jeff, Jim Jeffries, he used to get Jim Jeffries to tell Benny that we were training at 11 o'clock when we were training at 10, just so he could find him two weeks where he just could be late. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but the worst thing is, we, it just became a joke of like all I'd saying, I wonder what time Benny's going to be in. <laughs> are we going to be doing the walk or a bit of shoot before Benny comes in? You know what I mean? But it, we, we were all switched on. We were good lads. I would always say to him, Benny, listen, we're in at half nine or whatever. What's the trying to stitch him up to try and get some of the door back? Oh, absolutely, mate. Well, I'm not surprised he used to fucking eat flying pizza every day on Street Lane, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but he was, I think he was on about 45 bags in them days, 2000, you know what I mean? You come from Sheffield Wednesday? Hey, really? what a player, mate. Yeah? Oh, what a player. But, it, I mean, we, you know, we, we, then we signed Stan Collymore. Fucking Stan Collymore. You forget all these players, don't you? Yeah. And yeah. what a player he was, but he was just a loophead. Great lad. Oh. He was just... It, he play, and you know good players, because he, he would play with his left foot, you think, well, he must be left-footed. Then he'd play with his right foot, and you're like, oh, you know, what foot is he? He was that good. But then he'd come, he, sometimes he'd come in, it was when he was going through all that problems, Eureka Johnson and stuff. And, and that, we, hadn't, we hadn't had this before. We, we, we turned out, we used to get trained at the ground. We turned out there must have been about 100 photographers outside Valley Parade. Because he started banding himself up in the, in the physio room. Did you ever see them papers in bandaging himself yeah. up? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, well, yeah. if you look at the picture, I'm stood next to him, but I didn't have a clue that was going on. I just thought he was having a bit of banter. You know, you know what I mean? To go down the train. I didn't realise because you're not, you're not, you're, when you're thrown into it like that, he's obviously been used to it that much. And it was, it was incredible. But it, just, a great, just a great people. What happened was we had, we had a core of good players 
And then Jeffrey tried to take it to the next level and try and get into Europe and all that bollocks. And so who, got, who, who was manager when he got promoted? I've lost track of... But Paul Jill was the manager. Paul Jill was the manager. From the Championship to the Prem, and then did yeah. he get potted? And, and he kept us up, Brownie. This is how mad Jeffrey Brown was. He kept the, Jeffrey Richmond, sorry. He kept us up. And I was in, I was in there on Spain with the missus on a holiday. So he got promoted one year and kept us up in the Premier League. And um, he got the sack. Mm. He got the sack yeah. from not from nowhere, mate. Even in pre-season, we hadn't even we hadn't even five or six games in it, but he got the sack. <laughs> Did you ever find out the reasons? Proper reasons. It'll have, it'll have been. I want to sign this player. I want to sign that player because he he killed me really, mate. Because when the year that the year we the year we went up, I had a bit of a contract dispute with the club, and they were trying to keep me on pennies basically, and. You know me, Brownie. I wasn't. I was genuinely in the top. I thought top three players we had, with in terms of my age and all that going forward. I was. I thought I was in the top three, but I was getting paid in the bottom three. So I was trying to sort out a contract with them, and um, they wouldn't give me it. They wouldn't give me it. And then I was going through concert with my ex misses, and um, Brian Kidd rang me on the phone when he's the manager of Blackburn. Yeah. He said we bid bid four million pound, and we're given one. One hit of four million pound down straight away. Now he said, and they've turned it down. He said, "We we can't." We, he said, "I physically can't go anymore." And I said, "I said, Brian, I understand that. I respect that." I said, "I come there tomorrow, and know what you're offering for four million. It wasn't like five hundred grand, five hundred grand. It was four million cash straight away. That was in two thousand. That's a hell of a lot of money now." Yeah. And 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 um, listen, deep down, I don't know the full conversations that Jagger will have been having with Jeffrey Richmond. I don't know. But all I, do, all I would be to say is that Jeffrey Richmond had complete control of everything, if you know what I mean. So if, so if, if Joel, if, if the chairman would have wanted to sell you, he'd have sold you in... I'd have gone. I'd have gone. Well, it happened, it happened a few years later. I, speaking about this, Brownie, uh, it happened a few years later. When the club had had to sell Colin Moores and Carbonis and Dan Petrescu's and all them, the club was in a bad state, mate, because we got relegated and there was too much money going out. So they ended up selling me for a million pounds to Burnley. So work that out in about two years later, they could have had four million down, boom, to Blackburn. But he had to sell me because they needed to pay some bills, a million quid to Burnley. So how was he looked at from Bradford fans then, Richmond? Is he hated or...? He was loved, obviously, first of all. But then once all a lot of the stuff comes out of the woodwork, he's not very well liked. And I don't think he was very well liked as a person, even outside of football, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I can't be quoted on this, but I heard he got a bit of a taste of behind the back of a casino or something one night but, but unfortunately my mates didn't do a good enough job <laughs> no, but, but you know it's just yeah yeah. So you, just, do you ever think what would have been then what would have happened if that move would have gone off or listen you you'd always think that don't you but I think for, for me Park, yeah, I was always very grateful and very happy with what I'd got, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think if I would have been a little bit more dedicated and a little bit more switched on, which sometimes it doesn't come to play, it doesn't, it doesn't have to come a little bit later on, then, yeah, I definitely 100% believe I would have played I would have played higher. Is there anybody who stands out that tried to push you that bit further to be more dedicated? Well, my, my, my dad did it when, until I was 21 and he died of a massive heart attack, so it was really... It took me two years to completely re-get re myself. I couldn't function without my dad for two years. It killed me. 
So, and then, then after that, it was, yeah, I mean, when I, when I say I didn't do enough, I mean, obviously, I must have done quite a bit to get where I did. Yeah, exactly. But I, I know for a fact, and you know what, I'm not big Eddie Brown, I know for a fact I was not committed enough or professional enough. And I know for a fact with what plays you played against at that time when you were playing, I would have played a little bit higher. Because, yeah. like, you know, even the likes of David May used to say to me, what are you doing here, Blakey? What are you doing? What are you doing? You know, when he came from Man U. What are you, yeah. doing, this what are you doing this level? He says, I've played with people who've won trebles and stuff. And you've got the same, if not better than some of their ability. Well, what are you, what are you doing? And it just didn't, it didn't register me, to be honest. It, mm. I just, it's hard to say. Like, people are making, is he mad? What's he talking about? It's, it's only you individually know it, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, well, Dino there then at Bradford at that point. Windass. Ah, oh, Dino was there, mate. Fuck you know. But <laughs> we had we had great characters. You know what I mean? We had Saunders there. John McGinley came. Um, we had Big Darimo. We had Jamie Lawrence. We had, we had some great characters, mate. We had some really, and and that that's what held as you do it. Held the holds dressing room up. You know what I mean? Dino was. Dean Windass was getting every move from everywhere. You know what I mean? The only team, the only team that didn't come in from which I was surprised was Real Madrid. <laughs> I bet he might have thought about telling you one day that they did though. <laughs> the, 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 the best thing, right? The best thing though, he says to me, fucking hell, mate. He said, you know what? Do you, you remember Dennis Booth? Yes. <laughs> he went, he went, Booth, he said to me, so he went, Booth, he said to me, if football was played in a telephone box, I'd have played for England. <laughs> 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 We've been into a car morning. I said to the fucking 18 year daddy, he's not as big as a telephone box, you fucking spudhead. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. <laughs> the, uh, that promotion party, the McCall falling off the car, were you, were you close by? Were you, a few cans... Uh I was about 10 yards away from him. <laughs> and you know what? He didn't spill a fucking drop. <laughs> and you know what? It kept on getting played. If you can remember, it get, get, kept on getting played on Saturday AM. Fucking Macca, Macca went, I'm going to ring in Saturday AM and tell him to take it off. I said, fucking give over. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. fucking great crack. But we had, we had card skills and all that. Do you know what I mean? Ridiculous. I they were heavy as well. Yeah. Even Jagger, the manager, was involved. Do you know what I mean? Fucking caught Windass cheating one time, didn't we? <laughs> I, had a, I, I had an ace flush, right? So I'm betting three car brag, 10 open, 20, 20, no, sorry, that's a lie. 10 blind, 20 seen. You know what I mean? 10 blind, 20 seen. Anyway, Windass is 20 blind, 20 blind. So I'm thinking, fuck, I've got an ace flush here. Bought you open. And all of a sudden, I'm getting kicked under the table by John Dre. He's going to me, no, I don't think I'm going to fucking got a proper hand. He's going, no, no, no. So anyway, I've gone, oh, I'll see you. Uh, whatever, I think, you know, normally you can't see a blind man. We had a rule where you could see them. So I said, go on, I'll see you. And they had the same eight, nine, ten suited as the, next, the previous hand. 
<laughs> so what he did, what he did was, you know, the cards on the table. So what Dino did, everyone would give their cards in, but Dino would put his hand, his arm over that, over that, and give and not give his cards in. He swapped them back. <laughs> yeah, fucking, there was up No, I haven't. I've got the same hand. I said, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Dino had not, not, not processed in his head that everyone's going to realise it's the exact same three cards. No, but, yeah, but you know what? His process is different to everybody else's, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, listen, that, that's just part of it. I'm not saying that as a, a negative spin on Dino because he's a good lad, really. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it happens to him sometimes. Well, the punches thrown in that and all. All the time, mate. Oh, mad, mad things, you know what I mean? We had a, we, we, I remember we played Southampton away and we were fourth from bottom, they were third. We played at the Dell. It was a massive game. There was only about five games to go. And fucking Jim Jeffries and Billy Brown were in charge the fucking Keystone Cops, you know what I mean? <laughs> and um, anyway, we get beat 1-0. Marianne Parr scores a fucking world. He cuts in, beats, bends it in the top corner, lose 1-0. So he comes in. So he's fucking... Jimmy's like, well, well, what is it then? Tell me. I'm, I'm up for it. Tell me and I'll do it. And uh, he said, is it, are we shooting enough practices? Are we keeping the ball enough? Are we trying to press enough? What are we? He went, uh, are we putting enough crosses in? And Peter Bigley went, whoa, fucking whoa, there. <laughs> he went, are you fucking having a laugh? He went, I've crossed 385 fucking crosses this season. And do you know who's in front of me? David Beckham. We all went, fuck off. <laughs> and then, and then <laughs> Dean Saunders goes, fuck off. How many fucking chops you done? And then all of a sudden, it fucking kicks off. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then David Hopkins stands up and goes, I know what the fucking problem is. Jim's gone, what? He went, it's fucking you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you're like in his dressing room. It was, it was like in a court of law. Everyone went, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> He went, it's you. He went, not playing against fucking Art in the Bay here now, mate. He says, look at the fucking team, Southampton. They've got, they've got fucking four internationals in the fucking bottom three. What are you thinking? It's not fucking, you're not playing a fucking hammer with academicals now. You're fucking out of your depth. <laughs> we used think, we used all thinking the same, even though Hopkins said it. It, it, it killed the argument. Did it, yeah. Yeah, it just, everyone went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, anyway, the fucking, you come in on the Monday, he went, lads, I'm off. I've been paid up. <laughs> Who, Hopkins? Hopkins got paid up, mate. Yeah, on the Monday morning, come in and got paid up, mate. But I, met, I, I tell you how, how Jim and Jeffries and Bill Brown, Billy Brown were that far out of the depth. It was, there was four foot of snow on Bally Parade, right? He had the sheets down over it and he made us do 11 v 11 on it. On the sheets? Mate, he, <laughs> said, he said, I'll get the groundsman to put, I'll take the groundsman to take the, the layer of snow off and you'll be all right. <laughs> Where did you go with? And we were, hang on, Brownie, jokes aside, we were playing in the Premier League, mate. How mad's that? <laughs> you know what Wait, I mean? I, green I, Hunter. I'm going to wear my Hunters today. It's not a stud or but it's a Hunter welly. What, yeah. what were your relationship like with the club when it was time to go? Were you, were you happy to get away with him? And, well, more the owners, I suppose. Keep, keep pulling back on them big moves and then... I, I, were you I, glad to get away? I was glad to get away in the end because I couldn't believe that they turned that money down first and foremost and then I just seen the way the club was going and the fans were getting pulled on the ride as well do you know what I mean because the fans didn't deserve that but the, the fans were different class throughout my time there the fans were great they supported they didn't really turn on the players and it was just unfortunate the club the way the club was going because like I said earlier on in the, in, in the stuff that Jeffrey tried to bring players in that the club couldn't cope with couldn't cope with and 
he brought he didn't bring one in, he bring he bring four or five in and with all due respect to Bradford, they're they're proper proper players affectionate, aren't they? Oh, the party Dan Petrescu probably never ever get a mention. He was fucking incredible. But apart from the good run they had with Party, this is nearly twenty. This is twenty years, mate. They haven't recovered. They haven't recovered in twenty years, nearly really. When you think about it, mm. you know they had that success for two years with Party and the, the cup runs and stuff like that. They haven't fully reclub, recovered as a club. And they still get, was it 15, 14, 15 plus, which is unbelievable. Yeah. You know, when you sign, when you sign for Burnley, yeah. did you go meet Tennant then? Go <laughs> on. Yeah, well, believe it or not, I signed with a double hernia. So he signed me for a million, just about 1.2 with a double hernia. <laughs> so, I, so, I, so I go in there. I said, Gaffer, you know, I'm struggling, don't you? Yeah, yeah, fucking don't worry. We'll sort it out. We'll sort it out. We'll, we'll get you up and running. Don't worry. Give it a couple of weeks. Just rest with Sauce for a bit. So anyway, I said, Sauce, I need you to just go in. I need get, get in, get have an off. Four weeks. I said, it's January. We'll have three or four months to try and do something. You know what I mean? He just looked at me and went, I know you're only new at the club. He's the physio. He, yeah, he went, Stan, runs the gaff. So I said, all right, fair enough. I said, listen. If, it, if I can get into a situation where I can play great, you know what I mean? So anyway, I'm struggling badly. Like my, my strengths were turn and twist, you know what I mean, inside the box and all that. I couldn't move. I couldn't, I couldn't move. I couldn't, I had no strength in me, in me caught in a nothing. Some of them women's hips. You know, I wish I had them then. <laughs> and um, believe it or not, he killed me. He, he made, I made my debut against, you know, when you, I remember you was talking about, you know, when you get, you go on and get dragged off. I lasted 10 minutes. <clears throat> So he made me sub against Bradford, brought me on after 56 minutes. After 65 minutes, I'm back on the, on the bench. <laughs> and, and the worst, he's turning around to, to his, his chief scout and Sam Ellis going, fucking hell, what have I signed in? He's fucking rubbish. You're in your shot. As I come off, I've got my head fucking between my ass, which you're going to. He taps me on the back and goes, you've got a groin strain. <laughs> So anyway, anyway, I'm fucking, I'm fuming, like I'm thinking, why have you done that against Bradford of all teams? I've lasted nine minutes. So I, I go on the next day and I knock on his door. I said, I said, what are you doing? He went, you fucking what? <laughs> Straight up. I went, Gaffer, I've got fucking double area. I need an operation. He went, I'll fucking tell you whether you've got a fucking double area or not. <laughs> I said, I just need to go in and get an operation. He went, right, okay. He said, I'll speak to Sauce. And we'll get you sorted. I said, right, brilliant. So off I go. Fucking come back in on a Thursday. I said, Sauce, when am I going for the operation? He went, Oh, you're in the squad for Saturday. <laughs> 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 I said, What? <laughs> I said, You're fucking joking. He went, What did I tell you on the first day you signed? <laughs> he fucking runs everything. So, uh, from the start, it was an absolute disaster. And imagine the fans must be thinking, no, fuck, you just found it, signed a little fat prick. <laughs> fucking can't move. And then, um, it, obviously, I, I went in, I had the operation and all that, and I came back in the summer. And then it just took off. But the first couple of games, I was struggling. And Fox, there was this um, scout at the time, he used to say, say this, he said, fuck me, Blake. He said, you were playing. And he said, he's fucking, he's, he's on the technical air. He's called me out from the dugout and went, Fox, Fuck have we signed here? And he said, as he's just said it, I've beat three men and chopped one and put one in the stanchion, right? And he's gone, 
fuck me, I think we signed one of you. <laughs> 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 he said that's just the way he was, you know what I mean? But Glenn Little had a few turning tales. You see, he almost seems a bit clough-esque. The thing is, when you tell the stories, genuinely, hand on my heart, I'm telling the truth, you're actually trying to tone them down for him. <laughs> His benefit. For just, just so he thinks. Because when people say the best manager, like a lot of people who play with him or have been part of him, they'll say he's probably the best manager they've ever had. Because sometimes it's not about all about coaching, it's all about the whole package. You know what I mean? Yeah. Getting the best out of you or the best out of the group. Or also having, having your back. While still nailing you, having your back. And I think that's... I think that comes down to your mates as well, doesn't it? You know, if you're on a night out, you can fucking hammer your mates till the, till the day goes down. But if you're getting a, in a scrap, you're fighting with them, aren't you? And I think that's yeah. the whole thing that he had. And that's why I think people always say he's the best. Because yeah. of the whole package. And you probably so, don't realise that at the time. No, probably no, you probably won't be after. You're in the mix of it, aren't you? You're in the mix of all the stories and coming in, fucking hell, what's going to happen today? What's going to happen? Mm. Say one story, right? We're coming in pre-season. And uh, <clears throat> he gets us in the office, in the, sorry, in the changing rooms down at Goldthorpe near Paddyon. He said, listen, he said, I'll tell you fucking what. He said, I've fucking been watching that World Cup, me. He said, I've been watching Brazil in that World Cup. And he said, I'm fucking telling you, the way forward is fucking keep the ball. Keep the fucking ball moving. And, and we, we had a big factory where we used to have our training pitch. He went, I don't fucking care if you go around that factory and fucking back on that tarmac as long as you keep that fucking ball moving. Nine-tenths of the law, if you, get, if you have the ball, no one can take the ball off you. We're going, yeah, yeah, fucking hell, this is fucking good, this. Brilliant. He said, in fact, we're going to go down now on the training pitch and we're going to work on it a little bit. Fucking, so we're all walking down. It's about 500 metres to walk down to the pitch. We're thinking, fucking hell, it's going over it. Fucking hell, this is all right. He says, right, set up. So it was me and Ian Bode up front. He had a midfield four and he had a back four. He had Dean West right back. You had Steve Davis centre half with Ian Cox and Graham Branch left back. Go on then, start playing, start playing. So anyway, Dino gets the ball, plays into a fucking skip, skip out of Coxie, out of Branchy. Branchy looks down the line, turns back, does a Cruyff turn, plays back into Coxie, back out the skip, back out to Westy. Westy looks down the line, tries to play inside, he goes, Whoa! Fucking hell, what are you doing? Fucking put it in behind. <laughs> <laughs> he said, let that little fat cunt chase it. <laughs> we, we went, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Skip went, Gaff, I thought you said we were going to play. He went, I ah, don't fucking care. I've changed your mind. Fucking get it forward. <laughs> we all had a meeting. We all had a meeting because we were all quite open. You know what I mean? We went, what the fuck happened there? Well, we would, he went, listen, i seen the first couple of passes from Branchy and Cox, and I thought, fuck that, let's get it forward, play it there half. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he was just priceless, you know what I mean? He was just unbelievable. He'd, have, he'd all have us in a circle. He'd all have us on a circle, and the Bebs and all that, and Sam Ellis was the assistant manager. And the pitch would be all set on. He'd come in and say, like, lads, yeah, well done Saturday. And, you know, we're just going to do a little bit of possession. Sam Ellis, it was like Kez. Sam Ellis would kick the ball on the pitch and go, right, off you go. <laughs> we'll all be running around after you know where do we go? <laughs> and you think, you think, how oh, the fuck have these got success? But it just happened. It just worked. Yeah. What was it like with his staff, Blakey? You know, the physios and assistant and that. Well, so we, we're playing Ipswich away. And sometimes, 
because he, he had like a few mental things going on. Sam Ellis had come in and, and Foxy, that like when you know, like your, your chief scouts normally not really around as he's all over. Well, he was fucking stood on his shoulders, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, anyway, we've come in, we're playing Ipswich, we're on a Tuesday night, and we're setting off about nine o'clock in the morning. He's gone, listen, uh, Gaffer's not coming in today, he's uh, got an abscess in his tooth, so he's not coming. We're going, oh, is he all right? Is he, uh, yeah, he's all right, you know, he's all right. We're on Bernard to us, he's fucking, you know what I mean? He's obviously having one in his house. So anyway, we're getting on a bus all of a sudden. It's like Starsky and Hutch. Come, uh, a Mercedes comes down and down, down the road, screeches on the half turn. Gaffer gets out with a bag. Morning, boy. Sorry I'm late. <laughs> he just had a change of heart. You know what I mean? I'm coming. So we, we, you did just Jekyll and Hyde all the time. Not all the time, but at, at the moments. When I say it was... Anything could happen on any day. You know what I mean? If it wasn't Blakey getting filled in in a gym because he said, I'm tired, he's getting th- thrown through the fire exit. <laughs> I'll fucking get you, Blakey, and all that. You know what I mean? Proper. To like anything of like, so he, he just do things like this. Like, so we got on the bus. Ronnie Jepson was the first team coach. So he'd go down the bus. Blakey's want to drink? No, no. Gordy, do you want to drink? No, no, no. I'm all right. So, Gaffer, do you want to drink? Like that. No, no, I'm all right, well, thanks, mate. You sure you don't want one, Gaffer? I've just fucking told you I don't want one. Off the bus. <laughs> off the bus. <laughs> you, you what? I fucking just told you to get off the bus. So we're all waving at Jeppo, going, it's which way. <laughs> <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't come in for two weeks, Jeppo. <laughs> unbelievable. How would you get away with that? And then he used to have um, he used to have Mick Doherty as like the uh, first team coach for us. So there was Sam Ellis, Jeff Hall, Mick Doherty, and obviously the gaffer Stan. And we're playing West Brom away, and we've, and we've just pulled up outside the Hawthorns, and Mick Doherty's just trying to get up and get off. And he's going, "Oh, fucking whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm the fucking manager. I'll lead the team. You get fucking sit down, you daft one. <laughs> he's, just, he's just ruthless. You know what I mean? <laughs> fucking, hell, it's my team. I will lead them off. Fucking sit down." <laughs> And then, was it like with you, Blake? Like, go on, you're going to tell some of that. And then there was one about the physio, so I'll tell a story. So I've told one about Jetmo, Sam. I'll tell one about Sam and I'll tell one about the physio. So anyway, we played on a Saturday. We played away at, um, I think it was Rotherham, I think. Played away at Rotherham and I got a bit of a dead leg. She said, right, make sure you... So, so I said, come in on Sunday, I'll give you a bit of ultrasound, give you a bit of a rub, get it moving a bit. But, but then Lee Briscoe, remember Lee Briscoe, left, left back for Chef Webb? He was injured. Yeah. But he's been injured for about a month. So anyway, I've come in, so I've walked down the long corridor, fucking double door, through the physio room. So I'm sat in the physio room, catch around my ankles, getting a bit of treatment. Anyway, in walks the gaffer with his little granddaughter. Granddaughter's about three. But Briz would come in at eight o'clock to see if he was all right, but he jogged around the pitch, said he wasn't fit. So Soss said, listen, I'll give you a bit of treatment, off you go, I've got a plate, you're coming in in half an hour. So he comes in. Morning, morning, yeah, morning, Gaffer. All right, yeah, yeah. All right, Sauce, yeah, yeah. Where's Brizza? Exactly like that. Uh, Sauce went, well, give him some treatment and sent him home. Because he's, he's not right. He went, you fucking what? You sent him home? He went, yeah, yeah, he's not fit. Are you, are you taking the piss out of me? And I'm sat on the bench thinking, oh, here we go. His granddaughter, his <laughs> granddaughter's there. I'm thinking, it's all going to go in a minute. He's, got, he's gone, 
I'm fucking telling you now, you'll never send a fucking player on when you know I'm coming in the building. Let me check him out. <laughs> so I went, Gaffer, he's not fit. So I, I'm, I'm, I've read it now. You know, I'm, I'm start thinking, aye, aye. So he's gone, you fired? But Sauce didn't, Sauce, Sauce didn't give a fuck, you know what I mean? He went, no problem, Gaffer, and dropped the keys in his hand like that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and he just he just walked out. So unbeknown, so for, so now thirty seconds earlier, I'm putting my gear on. So I, I know what's happening. So all the way from the home team, you know, when you turn, Parky, all the way down to the bottom, yeah. he's fucking jockeying. He's, so I've got I've got hold of his granddaughter, and all I can hear is I'll fucking have you, sauce. I'll fucking get you. <laughs> <laughs> right. And Sauce is backpedalling, going, whoa, fucking hell, Gaffer, so what you think? Whoa, whoa, fucking hell. He went, I don't care, you're fucking having it. And trying to stick the on him. All the, way, all the way up. And I'm going, I'm going, Gaffer, you, Gaffer, your granddaughter, I don't, I, he's not fucking telling me what to do. All the way up. But that was, and I don't know how, he's fucking backpedalling Sauce, and he's opened the back door. Like, he's opened the door and then fucking ran through. Anyway, I've like, I've left the, the granddaughter on the side. I've got in my car. And all I hear is, sauce, <laughs> the gaffer, sauce, you'll have to come back. I can't lock the door. I don't know the alarm. <laughs> he's, gone, he's gone. He's gone. Fuck off. <laughs> all, the way, all the way up, mate. Fucking proper going for it. <laughs> and I've got all the granddaughter. Can you imagine that? <laughs> he's had a daycare on the grapple. <laughs> I think. Is uh, is Sosnick is the other one who the guy from Fleetwood? No, he went to he went to Accrington. Dead small guy, bald head. Yeah, and then he went. To, yeah, he went, yeah, he, no, yeah. He, he might be yeah. a trammy, and now we're Mickey Mellon. Yes, yeah, I've, I had him. I mean, I used to love because really, we used to uh, when we were when now when I were injured yeah. with him, I was I was travelling from Barnsley, and uh, I was I was late quite a bit, and instead of finding us. He'd walk in the physio room late, he'd just say, 20 Bensons. You've got, you've got to go to the shop for him, 20 yeah. Bensons for your, your final Or a bacon and egg. <laughs> yeah, and he'd be, and he'd be sat outside, uh, stood outside room, like physio room, like that. Right. I'll, tell, <laughs> I'll, tell, you, I'll tell you what happened, right? Well, um, we had a Tuesday night game, and he got us in on one, one Wednesday, and I was living in Arig at the time in an apartment. And I'd come back and probably had a too much bottle, too much wine, you know what I mean? So I've gone, fuck that, I'm not coming in Wednesday. Fuck this. So anyway, I've rang sauce, sauce, not feeling too well, mate. I've fucking got up, I don't feel great. Yeah, yeah, no problem. I'll tell the boss, no problem. Boom. Never heard anything. So I'm laying in my bed about 12 o'clock at night. Sorry, 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Fucking intercom. I have a little camera, do you know what I mean? Fucking Stan. Stan stood in the fucking camera like that. Right? So I've gone, oh, for fuck's sake, I don't believe it. What am I going to do? So I thought, just ignore it. I'm not in. All, all of a sudden, I can hear the fucking, the, the, um, the drain pipe. Fuck off. I swear, all I can hear is, Sauce, I know that little cunt in there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> sauce said to me later on, he said he was swinging off the dinghy. Because obviously, Sauce is not big. Fucking trying to knock on the window, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> He said, he said, Gaff and I can't get there. He said, Sauce, make sure you get up there because I know he's in there. He's just fucking done things like that, you know. They've <laughs> travelled over, over from Burnley. He, 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 will have, he will have drove Sauce over to my apartment 
and made and, and got sauce of clam up the um, drain pipe. Must be an hour and must be an hour and twenty, an hour and a half in it from over Burnley the, to over the top, Harrigan. smoking, skipping, and all that. Way. It was mad. Yeah. We, were, we were training one Thursday, and all of a sudden, drugs people come in. You know what I mean? So we were training on top of um, Gawthorpe. His trainer wasn't the best. It was a bit scrappy. You know what I mean? So he fucking drags us all in. We thinking, oh fucking hell, here we go. Gonna fucking nail us. He just comes in and goes, listen, drugs people are in. Anybody who's fucking done a bit, get over that fence, you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, hey, there's a few of them, give it that. <laughs> but that, but that, you know what I mean? What I'm saying about these stories, that's what he was like. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was, he was, he was gold. We used to, the one pre-season, he'd make us do it. Um, we, we had like a factory run around the, around the factory, which you know, you know he's on about keeping the ball and all that. It was a factory run, it was about two miles. So from the point of the training ground exit, all the way around the back and down to the playing field, about two miles. He wanted us to do that on a morning, train, run back, have lunch, run back again, and then do that again. But he, made us, he was trying to get us fit as fuck, you know what I mean? So in the end, me and fucking Glenn Little, sort of the better players in the team, if you know what I mean, we thought, I'm not fucking having this. So we fucking, it was about the, the Wednesday, pre-season so we'd had two days of it the Monday and Tuesday we took it I said to Glenn fuck this mate I'm not doing it I said, fuck it I'm going to get tendonitis on my knees I keep doing this yeah yeah you know Blake like, yeah yeah if you, if you do it if you do it I'll do it so fucking so we're walking down we, we, we've binned it off so we're walking along like have you ever been to Burnley's training ground it's like a no. long wooded entrance all the way down from the gap all the way down you can see it there's no Bends in the road, it's straight down with a few humps. So we're getting halfway down. I'm saying to them, we're fucking getting away with this. Here. Are we getting away with this? All of a sudden, there was a fucking Reebok Classic, right? A Reebok Classic with a pair of sloggies on and a t shirt just steps out from the bus. <laughs> you fucking pair of cunts. Get in my room now. Get in my room now. And I want to see you. You know, you, he said, you both find a week's wages. We're getting his, getting his little referee's room in the Gawthorpe. He sat there with no tight T-shirt and a pair of sloggies and a pair of Reebok classics. He goes, you big nose prick. Are you trying to run my club for me? He used to love that one. He went, Daffer, I'm not doing it, but I'm getting, I can feel my knees going, you know, I'm getting, you know, it's not good for me. I went, well, what's your excuse, Blakey? I went, same. Why? He's like, he goes, well, why didn't you just tell me? I would have stopped it. <laughs> he just didn't, he just hadn't, he couldn't filter it, you know what I mean? He's mad. <laughs> Uh, what, uh, why are he, what made him so good though? Being that he just he got so many big he, he got so many big things right. Yeah. Do you know what on I mean? The, on the pitch or off the pitch? Um, predominantly off. But I, feel, I always feel me if you, if you can get off right, the pitch will look after itself because you're playing, aren't you? Do you know what? Do you know what I mean? We didn't really. We didn't really have. You know, now they all talk about tactics and diamonds and all this sort of stuff, you know what I mean? Stan was just, get the ball a little bit forward, play in their half, and put them under pressure, that was it. But he, it's he, mad, he, isn't it? How that can yeah. work. Well, you, you don't realise the pressures. We played Gillingham at home in the F, fourth round of the FA Cup just after January. We were telling you, look at half time. And in the home team dressing room, it's like square, but there's like a little little chink in it. And then there's a fridge and that. There was one seat and I used to sit on that seat. And obviously the pressure must have been on stand for money-wise and all that. You know what I mean? You don't take that into consideration when you're playing, do you? And uh, we're coming at half-time, 2-0 up. And I'd scored and set one up. 
and I can see him scouring and changing and looking for me. Do you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, he's just done a fucking Torval and Dean pirouette and spun round to me and went, you fucking what? <laughs> and he went, what the fucking hell are you doing? You fucking can't hold the ball. You can't do it. I said, I said, well, gaffer. I said, we're too low. I fucking scored and set one up. And he, he cocked his hand to fucking punch me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he went, you fucking fat little knob. And as he's, as he's gone like that, like that, there was a teapot on the fridge, partly. And where the teapot was about five yards away was the, the door for the dressing room, t- toilets and shower. And they thought that he was stood in the doorway with his hand on the thing like that. And he's fucking swiped the teapot. Fucking all in fucking Doc's face. <laughs> fucking Doc's getting a towel, got red bands and all that all over his face. <laughs> he, he was just, he's going, you fat little fucking knob. Like that. And he goes, that, I, that season I was flying, I think I was on about 22 goals, you know, before Christmas, so around that time. And he went to me, fucking 20 goals. <laughs> just walked out. And then we got battered. We won 2-1, we got fucking absolutely battered. He come in and went, fucking hell, brilliant lads, what a reaction that was second half. Fucking couldn't get, <laughs> we, we couldn't get our half, but it was just the pressure that yeah. he had. But yeah. it, 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 was, it, it was just incredible. We, it, even, go to, do you know if he wanted to dish a bollock and out? Me and Glenn, me, me, me and Glenn, yeah, without fail. But then he, he, he looked for us to produce on the pitch as well. Yeah. And it, 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 even though he'd come for us off it, like, and on it, It'd be half time, full time, or whatever, or game team talks where he'd be saying, they get, get these two the ball, or you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it, there was both sides of it, so you can take it. Yeah. yeah. A lot of the time it loses its effect. You know, if a manager's doing it every single game, you're like, oh, hey, fucking hell, here we go. But like it sounds Dean, like. When you played with, you managed, you were under someone like Dino, couldn't do it. Because Dino would take a personal attack on somebody and not, and not drop it. Yeah. Do, do you know no. what I mean? Yeah. Where. He'd do it, and then he'd do it the other side where you think, fuck, you know, well, he's been fair either way. You know what I mean? He's called yeah. me out. He's called me out because I've been a little bit out of order. But on the other hand, I've produced for him. Yeah. He'd he, he do like stuff like, um, he brought me off at Wofford after 20 minutes. I've walked all the way across Vicarage Road, fucking with a monk on, do you know what I mean? And all the way across, you, you can see, that you, you've got to know a man and to know a manager. He's like, you fucking... You don't fucking run off now. You got it. Do you know what I mean? And in the in the in the, in the uh, dressing room afterwards, absolutely. He's, he's, he, Sam Ellis is holding him back from punching me. I know he is. And the only thing that went through my head was, at least I've got the wooden board behind me. So if he does lap me, I won't fucking go down. He he, he, he took his gloves and everything off. Party like you're having it. And Sam Ellis is like, no, no, boss, 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 you can't do it. I fucking don't care. He's having it, and that that was it. Was it, was it for your performance or the fact that you didn't run off? Yeah, I didn't run off. Well, I was I obviously I played shit, obviously, but you can't <laughs> take minutes, someone, you can't take someone off after twenty minutes, can you? <laughs> it's not a record, though, is it? I went, I went to him. I said, "Fucking, you had it in your head to bring me off, regardless. You didn't even want to start me." I said, "For you to bring me off after twenty minutes means to tell me, pre-match, you're thinking about not playing me." You know what I mean? Yeah. And he went, "Nah, nah." He said, "You were having one." But then the next, when he gets in the game, after the game, we lose to him and he goes, should have kept that little cunt on. You know what I mean? Do you think there were method in his madness? Yeah, of course like there was. You knew what, what, was. Like yourself, to publicly humiliate you. Yeah, but he, but he booked bins. You know, we were gelling him away, he booked bins. And it, was, it, was just, it was like a, a cement bin with a plastic coat now, break his toe. 
we had one at Grimsby away. We had Kevin Ball playing. Uh, obviously, God bless him. Now Lenny John was obviously suffering quite a lot with, you know, illness and stuff. We had we two 0 down at Grimsby away when they had a decent team in the championship. And uh, I think I went and he said, "Fucking, what are you still doing in the middle of the park?" He says, "You're not winning nothing. You're not winning tackles, headers. Uh, you know, no second balls. You're not even. You can't even pass fucking forward." He went, "Ball, are you coming off?" Ball, he went, oh, "I'm not." <laughs> he went, "You fucking co-? He went, "You coming off?" He went, "No, I'm not." He went, "You fucking coming off?" Ball, he went, "Ah, fucking, I'm coming off." He went, "Okay, Lenny, you're coming off." Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. And then we end up drawing two each. <laughs> I mean, he just, yeah, he's just, he's unbelievable, mate. Unbelievable. How would you get on with Ballie? Brilliant. Psychopath, but brilliant. He used to, he used to, he used to have two pisses at, at uh, the game at uh, uh, Turf Moor, and he'd just look across for your party and go, if you don't play well with them, we'll rip your fucking head off. <laughs> you know, he just, you know, he just means it. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> just, just means it. But there they, they were the, the days that, you had to, you had to be in it, didn't you? That was it. Yeah. You thought that you thought there was no, nothing different. Well, I had some great times, mate. It was incredible. That's just a combination. I don't know, just from purely by the stories that I've heard on on Tenant that how what his relationship was was like with Tenant. Did Tenant know they did? He wouldn't have had the bollock Bolly. Would he just let him crack off? Oh, he nailed Bolly. He nailed him. He nailed him at times, and then he wouldn't let off it. You know what I mean? He wouldn't give up on it. He'd say to us, you know, we haven't pre-season the Isle of Man. He'd say, right, lads, Wednesday, you just got here. We're not playing till Saturday, you can have a beer. We'd come in the dressing room on a Thursday morning in the, in the physio, in the um, leisure centre. He'd say, we're all fine. <laughs> we're all fine for being out. <laughs> <laughs> Who told you you should go out? <laughs> I bet at the time, if, if I put myself in that position, I'd be like, what a dick he is. Oh, how, how can you even do it? See, you can have a beer and you're fine. And also, what a dick, but... It's just, you have to be in that environment, do you know what I mean? You know what he, it's like. He took us to Marbella in mid-season. Fucking get off of my boots. He goes, whoa, 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 fucking what are you doing with them boots? Fucking get them back on the bus. They're not coming off. He went, it's a jolly up. You know what I mean? He said, all I want you to do, eight o'clock in the morning, get in the beach, you can have a full day. So we were playing golf twice a day. Then we were going straight into Marbella or whatever, uh, Perturbanus, getting absolutely trolleyed. And then we, we had Coventry on the Saturday. So we went on the Monday. We came back on the Thursday. So we had four days and not one exercise. And we were playing Coventry. We had McAllister, Robbie Keane, Peter and Love. I think Noel Whelan was there. Fucking got beat 6 now. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Thing is, that's backfired on him then, isn't it? Because he's probably thought, he I'll let them do what they did, want. He, I'll he get didn't, him. but Brownie, he, he probably looked at it and gone, Burnley and Coventry away, look at the players there, bro. It's the right time to go away. Yeah. Just to take it on the chin. Yeah, because, because then we've got Rotherham, we've got Grimsby. You know what I mean? They're the games we need to really focus on. So we'll let them have a piss up. We'll take that one as a little bit of a pass and we'll get them at it. There's always a meth- method to something. When you yeah. think it's mad, when you think it's madness, there's always a method somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think. Um, I mean, we talk about every manager on here, but I think he's my favourite. Just listen to the stories about him. I, 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 him and yeah, honestly, party. I swear to you, mate. You'd have loved him, and I'd, I'd imagine he'd have probably got another ten or fifteen percent out of you as well. But he was just. 
if you were on the front line of any any situation, be it busies or trouble or with anything, he'd have been on your shoulder. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's mm. that, that's the most critical part of it. Is it a sad moment then for you personally when when obviously he? I cried, mate. I cried when I went home after the last game of the season when I seen the emotion he had. I I actually cried for him because I knew how much he loved the club. He only lives about half a mile up the road from it, you know, and still does. Yeah. And I and you to see a man go, it, it it was like it was quite emotional, if you know what I mean, because I know what he did for me and what what the the memories he had and and all the memories that all them stories just come back to me, you know what I mean? I'd sat at home having a bottle of wine thinking, I'm just sat on the sofa laughing my head off thinking you can't. And what about that one? And what about this one? And what? I mean, I could genuinely, I'm not even got time. I could tell you so many stories. They're just like brief stories that you can do, but it's about another 50 to say. And so what happened then, Blakes, at the end of the season? How did it play out? Did he, did he resign or did he know he was getting potted? A bit of both, Brownie, you know what I mean? It was a bit of a, you know, like you've had enough sort of thing. Let's try and take the club in another little direction. And then Steve Cottrell came in, you know what I mean? So what was his speech? Like, what, what would he say at the lads? He, he sort of, he, he, I just thanked them and just said it'll never be the same. Thanks for the great memories. You know, even though I had a go a lot of years and tried to be a little bit in that situation, he just said, you know, I love you all and I'd do anything for you. And that, even when I've gone, I'd still do anything for you. And that was the type of man he was, you know what I mean? He, he was a great, he, was, he still is a great man. You can pick him up now. You can pick the phone up to him now and it'd just be, you'd actually think now, Brian, he was a different character, do you know what I mean? Okay, I'm filling up myself, are you? No, no, no he, he was just, he was genuinely a top, top man. And he's had a lot of, the last couple of years, he's had a bit of personal things with his wife dying and his son had a massive heart attack and just died on the spot. So he's, he's had, a, he's had a, you know, but he's, he's a brilliant guy. And I think even the lads who spoke about him on here would tell you that he's a gem of a guy, do you know what I mean? Yeah, they have. They have all, all the bollockings the people have had, they've all said that. He's just one, and, and He's one in a lifetime, and, and you can always know, like, you know, like, Fergie and Brucey and all them type of people are really good mates with him still, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, he's just, he, he, honestly, I mean, Pat, I'm not Sounds saying incredible. it as a, you know, a bad way to you, but, you know, the way you played and all that, you'd have loved him, mate. He'd have been different class for you. He'd have been different class for you, mate. You'd have, you, you, and the one thing, you, all I feel like, if you go as a player, once you go through the dressing room, you go on the pitch. You just want to run through a bit more for somebody, and I, you, you could, even though that wasn't my type of play. But I'd try. I'd want to do my best to try and make sure that he was good. Like he was, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's good. That man. I imagine a massive change then when Cottrell come in. Steve Cottrell, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but this, 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 this—you need, need a bit deep breath, Blake, before you start on him. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant Glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies.